This is Strange Assembly, episode 280, Wingspan at the Golden Geeks. I'm Chris Stevenson, and here with me today is Jay Earl. Hello! And this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to this podcast there or on your favorite podcatching service, including the ever-popular and important Apple Podcasts app and iTunes. If you happen to use a podcatching service to subscribe to us or listen to us in any way, shape, or form, we would appreciate it if you could leave a rating or review. That helps other people find the show. So we're here today on the occasion of the announcement of the 2019 Golden Geeks Award for a bit of a meta podcast. It kind of reminds me when we had the episode on the intellectual property implications of the Hex lawsuit or the Wizards of the Coast versus Hex lawsuit. Remember that one, Jay? I vaguely remember that in the back in the dark, dark ages. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hex is going to lose that so badly had they not settled. Anyhow, yeah, like I said, the 2019 Golden Geeks have been announced, and there's a, I'm going to air quote, controversy, because that's one of the questions is, is this actually a controversy? But the, the quote-unquote controversy of how many awards Wingspan won, basically. And for whatever reason, this little bit of gaming geek meta-narrative tickled my fancy, so... I thought, hey, let's let's talk about that. Now, for those of you who, for some reason, are listening to this podcast but are not aware of Board Game Geek, because they're slightly bigger than us. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you pull that off? What? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, no, I take the back. Hi, Mom, I'm glad you're listening to the podcast again. <laughs> Every year, Board Game Geek has a nomination and then voting process to award the Golden Geeks, which are the Board Game Geek Game of the Year awards. And the voting for both the nominations and then for who wins is open to basically everybody who is a registered Board Game Geek user. They have some proviso in there essentially to exclude people from creating accounts just to vote. So for 2019, there were 16 categories, and Wingspan, designed by Elizabeth Hargrave and published by Stonemeyer Games, was nominated in eight of them, and won eight of them. The eight categories that it did not win, it was not eligible for. So it was nominated for and won every single category that it's eligible for. And some folks, like I said, have, have a, a little bit of a problem with that. And just to be specific, the eight categories that it won were Game of the Year, Best Artwork and Presentation, Best Card Game, Best Expansion for the European Expansion, Best Family Game, Most Innovative Game, Best Solo Game, and Best Strategy Game. The categories it did not win were Two-Player Game, Cooperative Game, Party Game, Print and Play, Thematic Game, War Game, Best Podcast and Best Board Game App. Although, wait until there's an app of it, because I bet it'll win that too. Yeah, no, it's a total ripoff. It certainly should have won Best Podcast. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if we weren't going to win it, it may as well be Wingspan, right? Yeah, exactly. You get it. And so, you have various people of 
various opinions on, okay, how good is it and should it win a board game of the year and that sort of thing. But that's just the usual sort of chatterboxing. You know, we all have our opinions. A lot more seems to focus on, is it a card game? Is it a family game? Is it innovative? Is it really a strategy game? The sort of thing where I guess one might suggest, what's the point of having all these different subcategories if just the game of the year is kind of going to be eligible for half of them and win all of them. So I know you've had the chance to look over all of this, Jay. What were your thoughts? Do you have any, do you think there's any issue whatsoever with Wingspan being eligible for and winning all of these? Do you think there's a slight issue? Do you want to go on a raging, super obnoxious rant? Please don't be the last one. Well, I was gonna, but if you really don't want me to. No, um, I mean, I think basically where I come down to is to me, strategy game is the one that I'm like, it's a fun game? It's... To me, if Wingspan qualifies as strategy game, what game other than Candyland doesn't qualify as a strategy game? I feel like really what this comes down to in the entirety is just a problem of the categories are too nebulous, and so it should have been excluded from some of these... I mean, like, strategy game, I think, is, is, is the one that, to me, is the most egregious, which is not to say that it's undeserved, just that, yeah, that's kind of a stretch to put it in the strategy game. When I hear strategy game, I'm thinking something, you know, something more like, uh, what is, what is the name of the one that takes eight years to play that game that, that you play cons? Well, if you're thinking of a normal non-ward game sort of thing, maybe you're thinking Twilight Imperium? That is exactly the one I'm thinking of. Thank you. I could not think of the name. That, to me, is sort of the most egregious outlier as far as why is it in this category to begin with. I think also an argument can be made, and I've seen a few people in the comments making this argument, that really the problem is not Wingspan winning all of these categories. Wingspan winning these categories is a symptom of the problem that because this is a user vote, you get into things, the more niche categories like strategy game, where a lot of people probably haven't played a lot of the really good strategy games, especially not the ones that come out recently. Not everyone is like us that wants to play the newest hotness. And so... A lot of the voters were probably like, strategy game, well, the only one of these I've played slash heard of is Wingspan, I will vote for it, because I like that game. Rather than voting necessarily based on the merits of the game as a strategy game, or what have you. So, I think that the point about what people have played obviously has a place. I think you might be overstating it there, though. I mean, the I don't know, or maybe I'm wrong, and maybe the user base of Board Game Geek is broader, but, I mean, the games that are listed in Strategy Game, the, the nominees were Barrage, City of the Big Shoulders, Glenmore 2, Maracaibo, Paladins of the West Kingdom, Pax Pamir 2nd Edition, Pipeline, Res Arcana, Tapestry, and Wingspan. So I don't think that within the realm of, of the Board Game Geek user base that that is a category that's full of a bunch of ob obscure things. Uh, it is full of, of heavier things. Now, I, I think you're right that the popularity matters. If people haven't voted for it, people haven't played. And in fact, I think that's particularly noteworthy with Wingspan. Now, we've talked about 
Wingspan twice before on this podcast. One of them was back in episode 262, which is the International Tabletop Day 2019 episode. That included like an overview review of Wingspan. And then we talked about it again at the end of 2019 in our Game of the Year episode. Now, the way that we do things is at the very end of the calendar year, we give what we call, I call a preliminary Game of the Year, which is, okay, we're going to say this is the best game that came out this year that we've played so far, but we acknowledge that like at the end of the calendar year, you haven't played Squat, really. or Maybe not, maybe not Squat, but you haven't played enough to really be able to pass judgment. And then we wait a whole other year until everyone has forgotten about the year before, and then we hand out our... Because our, our, our goal is to make our, like, no one cares about it Game of the Year award as completely anonymous as possible. So that's, you know, I figure that's what we're shooting for. But one of the things that, that we actually talked about in the end of the year episode for 2019 was how dominant Wingspan was. If you look at Board Game Geek, right, which is the voter base for these awards, Wingspan has way, 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 like literally tens of thousands, I believe, more ratings than any other game that came out in 2019. I wondered at that time, hey, this seems like a just crushing advantage in, in ratings. And it seemed unusual, but it was hard to say that it was unusual because it's not like I've gone back and crunched the numbers for the last 20 years to see what the like as of the end of this year going back into the board game geek data archives what was the distance between the first and second most rated game that came out that year that's insane but i i think that it did end up with a higher than usual advantage in that not an unfair advantage it had a higher than usual advantage because it was a really good game that a lot of people wanted to play despite the fact that the thing keeps selling out, like they cannot keep it on shelves. So it probably took something that was already in the system and then just kind of pushed it a little further. Because I, how I feel about these kind of breaks down on the category, although I, and, and almost all of what I feel is really, it's not about wingspan. It's about what is the structure of the, the golden geeks, maybe, which is, makes this probably also a good place to note that Anybody who's out like harassing Stonemeyer or the designer for like having won a bunch of awards is a moron. Yeah, how, how dare you guys make a successful popular game, you jerks. I don't yeah, but so it only exemplifies things that were already there, like you said. It's the vagueness of the strategy category. It's the vagueness of the family game category. They're things that we already know and are there, and it's actually players, users on board game geek determine what categories these things are in. You can go into a game and say, I think this is a strategy game, I think this is a, a family game, or whatever. And if a, a high enough portion of people say they think it's in a category, it will be marked as in that category. And it's theoretically possible that if you had a large enough group of people who went in and, and said that, you know, Wingspan was a war game, and that it was eligible for the War Game Award, which then would have won, Another comment you see is like, oh, look, this is a popularity contest. Why are you surprised that the most popular game won? And I thought that was interesting, and it made me think because the, uh, and this is part of like how I thought a little bit more about the, the Golden Geeks now, is that any award is a popularity contest in some sense. If there's a group of 50 people who are highly experts and get together and choose what the best thing is, you could still just say, oh, it's just a it's just a popularity contest among those 50 people. 
And that's that's qualitatively different from being a popularity contest amongst everybody. I guess what maybe the difference was is that I had always thought about the Golden Geeks as more as more of a narrow vote. I mean, obviously, it's a vastly larger voting block than, say, like the Dice Tower Awards. But it's a much, much different voting block than, you know, whoever is picking awards for Mensa Magazine or some thing that runs about games in the New York Times or something like that. I guess I kind of always thought of the voting base of the Golden Geeks, like my people, essentially, as it being a little bit more discerning in how it was doing than what it was. Although it's also hard to, well, we'll get to it in a little bit, it's hard to pin down exactly the ways in which it's not discerning. Because let me tell you something which may blow your mind. I, the category that you said you had the most problem with, Wingspan winning, best strategy mm-hmm. game, I voted for Wingspan for best strategy game. <gasps> the scandal! I, I mean, because I think it does belong in the strategy category. I think that what exactly is a strategy game is a super broad sort of thing. And like, what's the relationship between it being a strategy game and a thematic game and a family game and a card game and, and all of those other things? I can see the point, like if you, if you conceive of strategy game as being focused on like heavier weight games, and there are certainly people you're not the only person who thinks that's the case, no, yes. thinking that Wingspan wouldn't be in there. But to me, to my mind, strategy game is basically like a generic Euro game goes in strategy game. There's a wide margin between Twilight Imperium and, and Candyland, right? But if, if you're just a generic Euro point salad game, you're not a thematic game. You're way too heavy to be a family game. I mean, you're a strategy game. You're a strategy game. Like your random worker placement game to me is a strategy game. It may be a heavy strategy game, maybe a lighter strategy game, but if it doesn't belong in the strategy game category, what category is it in? Okay, you know, that's fair. I am sort of mentally attaching the heavy to the he- strategy game category when it is not present. You're correct. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just No, no. The, the site doesn't define these things. That's just how I kind of thought about it. So that's interesting whereas it I mean, some people suggested, well, maybe maybe family game and strategy game should be mutually exclusive, because that was one where I, again, it's, I wouldn't get outraged at somebody voting for it in family game, because what's the definition of that? I did not vote for it in family game, because I don't consider it a family game. It, to me, it's too heavy to be a family game. I might be able to play it with my family, but that's not, I don't think that's a fair standard. I don't think the children of a gamer who have been raised since to like roll dice and flip cards shortly after they could walk is not, or even before in the case of dice rolling, yeah, yeah, is probably not the fair standard for what is a family game. I actually think of that more in terms of if I would like play a game with grandparents or play a game with someone who has like young teenagers who are not gamer folks. Is this the sort of game that I could just get out and play with them? That's kind of what I think, and I don't think I would do that with Wingspan. Yeah, I mean, to me, family game is two primary criteria. Number one, it has to be something that I could play with kids, so no thank you, Cards Against Humanity, sorry. And number two, yeah, something that I'm at 
the beach with extended family or something like that and hey let's play a board game something that i could bring to the table with a bunch of my relatives who don't normally board game but they're just there to you know it's a social activity we're more just chatting and having fun around it than actually intensely paying attention to who's actually winning when i think family game the emblematic family game to me is ticket to ride yeah but both of those, it's hard for me to have a problem. It emphasizes, like you said, that there's this squishiness in their categories. There are a couple of other ones, let me just mention out, like, it won Best Artwork. I don't know if I think it had the best artwork and presentation, but there wasn't something that was on the nominee list that I was like, oh yeah, that's what it should be. So it won Best Solo Game? No. My thing is like, look, if I'm truly going to sit down and play a solo game, that's why I have a PlayStation. 100% agreed. 100% agreed, yes. So I, I can't jump in on that. But there are a couple of other ones that I, I in some theory, theoretical universe, could have had a problem with. But I, when I kind of like dig around and think of it anymore, it's like nonsensy. Like, for example, innovative. I, I don't think Wingspan is the most innovative game of the year. I don't think Wingspan is the most innovative game from that publisher in that year. Yeah. But you know what? I think that like basically ev almost every year, the game that wins Game of the Year wins in most innovative game. Because what the heck is the most innovative game? There are a few times when you can really look at a game in the year it came out and say, this is the most innovative game. This game, separate from whether or not it was a good game, this well, yeah, game... That's... Uh. <laughs> that's, that's what I was about to say. Is that's, it's one of those things where, with art, the really innovative stuff, eh, people don't like it first. People need some time to warm up to. So yeah, I feel like whatever's voted on the, as the most innovative probably isn't the most innovative game of that year. Now, if we were to vote on the most innovative game of 10 years ago, yeah, probably we'll be like, yeah, that was actually innovative. Now I get it. And I do think it's probably right for things like artwork and innovative. It's There is an element, probably a significant, significant element of, I like this game, and there are a lot of people who like me like this game, so we voted for it. But that's not new. And heck, even innovative. PAX Premier 2nd Edition was one of the nominees. I don't want to say it's impossible for a second edition of a game to be the most innovative, but really? I <laughs> So it, 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 when you look at the nominee pool for that one, I'm like, I really, I don't think it was the most innovative, but doesn't this kind of like just draw into focus that maybe the most innovative category is just not served by this? It makes you wonder if there needs to be some narrowing of the nominee pool. There's a similar thing with expansion. It probably is the case that because Wingspan was the most popular game of 2019, that's why it's expansion won best expansion. But I voted for the Quacks expansion because I played Quacks a billion times. I voted for it because I like Quacks so much. I really I like when I was thinking about my own vote. When I looked at the expansions for the best expansion nominees, it was really like which game did I like the best? I like which is the expansion for the game I like the best. Full disclosure, I have not actually had the chance to play the European expansion. It's hard to find Wingspan. So the one that 
if, if anything sticks in my craw, I guess I would say is card game, because that's the one where I want to be like, Wingspan is not a card game. Right, it's just a game that has cards. Yes, and I can see someone rolling their eyes at like, oh, it's not a card game, it's just a game that has cards. Really? What exactly is a card game then? But it's just, it's a board game that has cards. And it's another one of those categorization things. And that is the one that, I guess, really made me like think about how I think about the Golden Geeks. Because it's sort of like, I would have told you that we, the board game geek gamery people, would know that this is not a card game and would vote for an actual card game. So I didn't put it in there as a ranking it in the card game because to me it's not a card game. And I think partially it's just an impression. Like any of these individually probably would have been like a lot of the a lot of years. It was just that it won so many of them that made people really talk and think about it. I don't know how much they're thinking about things in the right way. I should probably, and the one we didn't talk about was Game of the Year. So I, uh, note when I say what I voted for, they actually, I love they have ranked choice voting. It's actually more complicated than ranked choice voting, but you don't just pick one game when you vote. So if I say I voted for X, what I mean is I put that as my top choice in a particular category. So Wingspan was my second choice for Game of the Year, by the way, for, for anybody who's worried about that. I my number one was Taverns of Tiefenthal. It's wildly unsurprising. There was, I, there was no universe where anything other than Wingspan was going to win Game of the Year for 2019. I guess, ultimately, it does seem to show that there's something that's... I don't know if wrong is the right word, but there's something that could stand to be improved about the Board Game Geek sorting system. That A problem that has always been there but just hasn't really been brought into focus now. Longer run, it does kind of change how I feel about the the Golden Geeks. Like I I have to admit that at least at the moment, on a sort of gut level, the Golden Geeks have shifted more towards a mass popularity thing and less of a collection of aficionados who really know the nuances of things. We've got the Dice Tower Awards for that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, talking through this, I think really the big thing, my two big takeaways are, number one, I feel like a lot of people are having trouble with the idea that these categories are not as... I don't want to say exclusive, but not as individual as you want. That, like, yeah, some people are saying family game, strategy game, those are two different categories one game should not be in both. And I mean, I think there certainly is an argument for there are going to be few games that are going to... If you've quantified your categories well, there will be few games that go against all of them. Or, I mean, alternatively, I think this is showing that the way BGG has established their categories is not in a very structured, siloed manner, but more of a way that does let a game hit multiple of their categories. And then I think part of that too, as we were talking about strategy game versus family game, I think there's a lot of people, myself included, coming in with a bias of crunchiness 
cor correlating to those names that strategy game is going to be a higher crunchiness difficulty than family game is. And I think we're seeing that's not true as far as BGG is concerned. They are not looking at the difficulty of the game when that is not a, a consideration as far as what categories games fit into. Well, you know what? I, I suspect, especially because it's, it's you know, users choosing what the categories are in, indirectly, I think there is a correlation between strategy and crunchiness. I'm not sure, but I might even be able to go along with some people had suggested, which is essentially that you make family game and strategy game exclusive. Like, you can't be both. To, like, kind of add some definition to that. Like I said, Ticket to Ride was a family game. I wouldn't consider Ticket to Ride a strategy game. I mean, it's obviously a game with strategy, but I think it, it does mean that the concept of strategy implies something about weight. And then Ticket to Ride is heavy enough to have actual tactics versus strategy sorts of things. It's just on a, on a very low level. It's interesting. Wingspan has kind of highlighted strategy versus family. There's been a long, ongoing sort of thing. If you're a, like, super heavy wargamer for years on board game geek war games used to be a much bigger part percentage wise i think of board game geek and every year there is some discussion with the golden geeks of is this a war game or is there an overly light war game being selected for the best war game because everybody is voting on it not just the Wargamers. And, and so this is, I think, been there. It's just that no one cares about Wargames. I, I know. I'm sorry, Wargamers. Send your hate mail to jay at strangeassembly.com. And tell me which is your favorite figure in Legion, because I'm... Yeah. <laughs> but it's... And it's obviously not nobody, but it's a distinct subset of BGG that has had this discussion about their category endlessly that some people are now having about what is the strategy. And, and again, you have things that go in. Does it, does it have to do with what the theme is? Does it have to do with what the weight is? Few people want to say that, oh, you have to be Twilight Imperium to be a strategy game. Few people want to say, oh, you have to be a 16-day-long Hex Encounter. You know, I mean, Hex Encounter games don't win anything on Board Game Geek, but that's a real subcategory of, of games within war games is Hex Encounter stuff. I don't think I've... I don't know when the last time was I, I played one of those. I, I think I played more of those in high school than any other time. It does not have an easy answer. How does Board Game Geek go back and try to cabin categories now? I suspect that absolutely nothing will change with the Golden Geeks, and except, you know, my perceptions of them, which are, you know, irrelevant, <laughs> ultimately. Basically, yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to, to talk about this, and I particularly liked the dichotomy of our opinions on the, this, this isn't a strategy game, well, this isn't a family game, and how it kind of exemplifies the, like, okay, well, maybe there's a problem <laughs> yeah. with the board game geek categories, but <laughs> it's, it's hard to say there's something wrong with Wingspan winning these categories when Literally, out of the whopping two of us on this show, we can't even agree what the problem category would be. No, yeah, exactly. I, I think at the end of the day, the real problem is how nebulously defined the categories are that we can have this 
I mean, if there is a problem, it's how nebulously defined the categories are that we can have this argument about does game X qualify for a given category or not. <laughs> yeah, you you don't have the discussion about like, so let's see, does Avengers Endgame qualify for the documentary short category? Like it's, you know, it's... Yes, yes it does. It was that good. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I will take a quick side tangent that it is interesting that when we're talking about movies, the costume designer almost always goes to period pieces and it's never modern stuff even though some of those can put just as much important details into their costumes like i saw an interesting breakdown of how baby driver used their costumes to subtly show the themes of that movie throughout but no one's talking about that everyone's talking about the king's speech or whatever right that's not like you know 12 people in a room but that is a curated selection, right? It's the Oscars, not the People's Choice Awards. I don't think anything is going to change on that. It would be hard for anything to change on that front. It's just, you know, if you want a curated audience selection, then I guess listen to the Dice Tower Awards. I'd say listen to us, but let's be frank, there's uh, (laughs) not enough of us voting. There's not enough of us considering these to produce a like truly broadly representative thing, I, which again got mentioned when Wingspan did not get the Strange Assembly preliminary game of the year. And like I called that, I'm like, we're going to get killed because like clearly everything, everyone is going to award the game of the year to Wingspan. And we're like, Star Wars Outer Rim. <laughs> <laughs> See, this just... is a problem when you let people like me vote for these things. Is, um... <laughs> I don't know what the sweet spot is. Maybe the sweet spot doesn't exist, but you know, there's there's somewhere perhaps between everyone voting and one person making the decision that is the sweet spot for a particular way of handing out awards. But what that sweet spot is for what particular award, how would anyone ever know? You've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there through the Apple Podcasts app, iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Whatever podcatching service you use to get Strange Assembly, we'd always appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating or review. That helps other people discover the show. If Strange Assembly does not appear on your favorite podcatching service, please drop me a line. I'm Chris at strangeassembly.com. I'd definitely like to fix that situation. I always like to hear whatever your comments, feedback, criticism, and so forth are. You can also find us on the usual social media. We are at Strange Assembly on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Strange Assembly. But until then, for Jay Earl, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming. Keep on keeping on.